0: The Koi Gig Pod.
1: Tune in and support us, please. We need every little bit of support. Um, we might be outnumbered here in Australia, but we can definitely feel the love from back home. Subscribe
0: to the feed in the OTB Sports app now.
1: OTB AM.
2: The Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball. Time to turn our attention to Matters Hurling and the all Ireland Senior Hurling Championship Final this coming weekend. Tommy Welch has joined us in the studio. Morning, Tommy. Yeah, good morning, Sam. You were at the, uh, the road show last night, so this is, uh, I mean, what a lineup this was. Uh, we had the, the Hurling Pod live, uh, all ticket proceeds, by the way, going to the Dylan Quirk Foundation and Focus Ireland as well, uh, with Borgosh Energy, proud sponsors of the All Ireland Senior Hurling Championship. So it was at the Borgosh Energy Theatre. You had yourself, we you had Kieran Carey, Yeah. we had James Scowell and Paul Murphy, of course, Willow Callan like I mean, what a lineup. Bit of crack, I'd imagine. Yeah, and Big Joe Canning. Ah, Joe Canning, great of course, fun. sorry.
0: So, so much fun and so much hurling talk, like, um, just reminds you of the great times you've had, I suppose, because you're reminiscing on times gone past, yes. And uh, whatever about the medal is like just the kind of laughing and joking, really, is probably what you remember just as much and such a vital part of it. And a lot of that was brought up
2: last night, I can imagine. I was, um, I was in Kilkenny the night before, or yesterday night, or la- the night before last and I was driving through I was thinking of you Tullerone and the signs I was driving from Kilkenny to Murrow in in Limerick and uh, I had such an unbelievable experience in in Kilkenny across the 24 hours I was there like it was just it was in Langtons, and I was chatting to Owen Larkin but the the best experience I had um, Eddie Kerr came in and he was chatting in in Langtons, and I couldn't believe just Eddie Kerr such a legend obviously before my time but the name precedes him obviously in the videos you see of the man yeah, unbelievable
0: well sure listen I was looking and listening to a few of them podcasts you had Shane like you probably couldn't have got a better line up in yeah. fairness like her like he's up there at the Nicky Rackards and Christy Rings yeah. and you know Jimmy Dials, is just an absolute hero to say my father's generation that would have seen him yes. like, the way we now look at Henry and TJ and say Keen Lynch and these lads Kerr was their man, you know. Big time. And before that, obviously, he yeah, had Nicky Rackard and Christy
2: Ringa and so on. But that's the that's what you were dealing with the other day. Like they were royalty. We were talking even. I, I was with Fan uh, Larkin and Joe Hennessy down at the village pitch, and we were we did a bit of an interview there. And I like Fan Larkin is some man, yeah. like five foot four, I think he is and like I couldn't stop laughing at one point because he started talking about how the game needs more hurlies broke or hurlies broke like just he says back in the day used to have hurls broke over lad's legs and whatever and it was brilliant but now if there's a hurl broke referees straight away they're probably
1: out. just better quality now like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's not as if they're not going the in thing. as hard yeah. but
2: Joe Hennessy made the point as well that the paying public they don't want violence but they wouldn't mind a couple of hurls been broke over the course of the 70s <laughs> yeah. yeah. there wasn't as many cameras back then either or <laughs> podcasts to talk about it so yeah
0: if you hit a you know a belt in February or even in a Leinster final, it might be seen, like, yeah. you know, because Len- the only matches were shown that time were kind of All Ireland finals. When I was watching, say in the early nineties, was All Ireland finals and All Ireland semi-finals. So I suppose with the coverage and the, you're probably trying to set an example for for the young people because you know young people will do what they see and tell you they're heroes. So they probably had to tidy up <laughs> yeah. a small bit. But like Joe Hennessy was an incredible hurler as well, like believe back corner back. Um, like the old days of the over 40s the Masters hurling uh, My father played in that I'm not sure when it was probably the, the mid 90s or late 90s and uh, daddy was on it Joe Hennessy was on it uh, Eddie Kerr was manager like it was just and he was Joe Hennessy was as good over 40s as he was when I'd say when he was hurling himself yeah. in the 80s He's played Masters handball up until he won an all Ireland final there only I'd say a couple of months ago Himself right. and Johnny Brennan there from Uckelie because my own fella, a few of us from Tullerong Gwynn, play handball inside No Lachlans. Um, you know, the, 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 they're great in there to the young fellas, but all is just before our slot and a Thursday night. Joe Hennessy and Johnny Brennan are in there. I don't want to give away their ages, but they're not 21 or 22. And no. You know, they wouldn't all earn final, yeah. So it just goes to show, like, you're only as young as you feel. And, uh, but Joe is, you probably got that, he's charismatic, oh, character. He's a, he's a character. You know, yeah. he's, he's gone in as a selector with Brian Cody now with the village right. this year. So, Brian has gone in as manager, and Joe, they're only out until they run a few weeks gone. Sure, so, what better role models do you want when you look yeah. out to the sideline? Jesus, line? I didn't
1: know
0: that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, not it? a bad lineup, management yeah. lineup, is it? You take oh. At <laughs> club level. And then, fan, like, fan's not a selector, but he kind of is as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fan, Kelly's like, well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the kind of guy That's on the club. He's, he's just floating around. He's, he's floating around. Never misses a match. No, whether it's just are. under 12 hurling, or, well, under 13 in Kilkenny, or under 11 or senior tournaments or camogie like Philly's son would have a lot of daughters involved there in the camogie now as well and they're heavily involved there but fan
2: is like Mr Village because uh, we were leaving the, the, the James Stevens facilities and there was a young lad poking around by himself and uh, Joe was in, he says Shane you'll be interviewing this young lad I can't, I don't know his name in a few years and uh, he was just one of the I think he was maybe a minor or 21 maybe player 20s player um, but he was getting ready to play Bally Gunner I think in some match yesterday evening and for the club and uh, Joe was shouting over at Fan when they were leaving saying oh, well, that matches at whatever time and Fan's like oh my call down no one rightly from his voice he was going down you know? <laughs> the man clearly yeah. lives and breathes it Like lives Fan, Fan reminds it. me I, I never again never saw Fan playing live but I, I'd say he was a similar type of player to yourself I know Fan was a cornerback
0: but like feisty I was and the great battles were A. Cummins the great Cummins was on the last team of the century um, and like Fan, like Ray Cummins, I don't know how Ray Cummins was probably six two or six three, yeah. and you saw Fan, but Fan would give it as good as he got. But it was a different game back then. Like you know, reading the game was huge mm-hmm. because the ball going in out to full far, like it's all so measured. But back then, you got the ball to the backs, and probably in that time it was ground hurling, so it was just stroke, just get out of my area anyway. That was the motto. So when it came down, Fan was brilliant at reading the game. You know, he'd be out in front. He'd be gone before he, he, the ball would be, even be, be struck because he'd know from years and years of watching matches and playing matches. And that's the whole, I always call the the slumdog millionaire effect. Yeah. Like it's not from studying, it's not from learning, it's just from being there and experiencing it from a young age. And it just at that moment in time, it comes into your
2: head and off you go. You know where the ball is going to be. I was up in um, Martin Fogarty's house as well, like just at Castle Comer, and there's a man with a brain for. Yeah. for the game like just he, he would have been selector over yourselves for that that year I think six All-Irelands in that year as well like amazing
0: yeah and he started off probably our age say myself and Jackie and JJ and Connor Feel and Brian Dowland the, you know the Kenny Camogie manager like there was so much of us that went on play senior starting with Martin Forty and Mick Dempsey mm-hmm. and uh he was such a... Like, Martin Fogarty was talking out for his club, I'd say, until a couple of years ago as well. Right. I was there in the side, he? he used to have a black Cooper helmet. Now, this is when you didn't have to have a face guard, he'd be standing on the side with his corner tracks. <laughs> 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 you know, that's how much he loves the game and you know what he has done. But I would remember Martin was, as you know, he's a character. Yeah. And he's just able to get you to buy into the whole system and the belief and the game and the team and the panel. But say wouldn't you would, no would you be worried that listen is he maybe a bit of a joker and a bit <laughs> but when he's involved seriously he's three both yeah and um, our first year involved like we never went at an underage our crop and he brought us in under 21 then became under 21 manager I, haven't, I don't know how what he managed before that and um, we had a great year I and mean, McDemsey was trainer but the following year then he sent out a text message listen meeting around January I suppose meeting in I think it was the Spring Hill that time and hardly anyone texted him back. And he saw that as I was getting complacent. He said, last year, I text back within two minutes. Yeah. Now only maybe 10 of the whatever panel text back within a certain time frame. Right. And he was just sending out a message. Yeah. So I'm sure the next te- text message you for a back. That's interesting
1: to look yeah. at it like that, yeah. <laughs> Like Even at club level, the managers are always like, right, get back in the WhatsApp straight away. And if players aren't, that probably does send a message of...
2: 100%.
1: Yeah, your head's not clued in.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: We were talking about uh, Brian Dowling. uh, Well, obviously you just mentioned him there, but we were talking to him last week, obviously, stepping down as the Colcane Camogie manager. And he mentioned about you, I don't know if you saw it, he just said that when you're on the pitch and say he came on and he was... Mark and you were playing against you, you would be like, Don't talk to me now, I'll talk to you after the game. <laughs> and that's the type of player you were. I mean, shame we're just having that discussion then. What like what what was he like? He says he's a talker. I'm like, if someone comes on and tries to talk to me, I um like that's my worst nightmare.
0: You two are similar to that. Uh, so <laughs> you don't want to be because I suppose you're hit. you know, someone starts talking to you, like, how would you hit the ball's about to come in, like how you know, when do you stop talking? because that's probably I didn't see you playing football now actually Yet, but <laughs> <laughs> sure it's part of your game too but like the most important part of hurling is the four or five seconds before the ball comes down and if you're chatting away to Dowling in the corner <laughs> he's probably it was probably a psychology Yeah. apart from him he'd talk away to you but he was probably looking at the ball now in front because he had a great career as well like I was best friends with Brian right through school like he was from all Auckland's and um, we're both Arsenal supporters as well for our sins and uh, we grew up during Dean Rice George Graham era Toddy oh, yeah. Adams Ray Harler yeah. and um, so we met each other in Kieran's. and um, that time and that was the, the beauty of Cairns you see the All-Ireland victories and the Leinster victories of the college and you mm-hmm. think it comes from just the, the say outside in the clubs and that but every break and lunchtime we were out either playing wall ball for an hour or playing matches and we transferred to was Brian and used to play with Conor O'Grady and there was a couple down in Fennessey's field and we were all playing wall ball. And Cha Patrick was the wizard at. <laughs> when we were in third or fourth year, Cha came in and no one could beat him. He was just what, is, what are the rules? How, do you, how, how did you win at wall ball? So wall ball, basically, it can be played between two, you need two players. Or you can play up to as many players as the, the size of the wall ball alley, I suppose. So the ball comes down, you, we play, our, the game we played was major majorly three hops, three bounces. So you got three hops on, the, on, on your boss and then three bounces on the ground and you hit it back now if you could do it in one or two all the better but the faster or lower you hit it off the wall or hit the, hit at the angles depending on the alley um, you're brilliant out. and that's why Chow was so good he had a brilliant head <laughs> and he was a brilliant competitor so probably the ultimate uh, wall ball player so it's basically handball alley well, it's handball alley yeah. so, Absolutely. so if it bounces four times your your bounce four times or if you're four times on the hurl uh, you're gone or if it rolls Right. so if you could get the angle on it on the wall and it rolled across so you're, you're beating
2: Docker then straight away it's all about angles. You're, you're basically using Pythagoras' theorem there to play yeah. so you're trying to hit it as, as low on the wall as possible for it to bounce back absolutely but if your man is up near the wall you're trying to hit it higher yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and you have to judge because you have big alleys and smaller because there was three walls on some of them if you're lucky enough then down the clash you had maybe four walls or you know we didn't play over in the butts or anything like that but not often played in there, but not with the school, obviously. Like you know, but and then Brian then, and and Connor O'Grady and a few of them lads, they transferred it in. We went playing matches, so that was nine, you know, nine points yeah. in or whatever. And so it's just you know playing training sessions
2: every day and and, and the fitness you know. as well, and, and just even uh, hand eye coordination. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Brian, uh, so you would have hated the likes of that, a good mate here, is like Brian coming over and chatting about the night out you were going to have later <laughs> on and, and that sort of thing. Like you're just thinking, just go away from about about me, just. <laughs> Yeah. I'll talk to you after, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if, see, <laughs> yeah. if I was... Bri- Brian obviously knew you very well. Mm. If I was someone that knew you very well and I was going over to market, that's exactly what I'd do. Yeah, you'd yeah. want to talk to you then because you'd, you'd know that you hated it. Yeah, well, listen to it. But you're caught off straight away, so <laughs> no hating it. I didn't you hear can't it stop
0: man from talking. You can tell him to shut <laughs> up. I <can> stop listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Did true.
1: that ever really happen at county level?
0: County level... um Maybe
1: it's more like Shane said, like a, a psychology thing where they're yeah. trying to get in the head.
0: Yeah, well... One time, it happened to me recently enough, we were playing the village, James Stevens again, and um, my godson plays for them, right. uh, Shane O'Donoghue, and he's fiery, like, and he's a good hurler. And um, if the years would be fiery. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, uh, my grandfather, like, you would have heard a lot listening to your podcast on Paddy Grace there the other day, so yeah. Paddy's my grandfather, you mean Mammy's daddy, you know, and Shane O'Donoghue's mother, uh, Sandra, so we're first cousins yeah so Paddy Grace would be Shane Dunham who's great grandfather right but uh, Sandra w- would have been the oldest of our cousins right In right. <laughs> the family tree yeah. so she became my godmother okay so then when, when Sandra had Shane I was the godfather right. you know yeah but Shane is I don't know how Shane is now probably mid 20s yes and um, so I was going to play against so Ice I was full forward for coming to, to come to the end and um and I said hey listen I'll talk to you after I didn't know did he understand the way it. so I said listen worked. I'll talk to you after the game he looked at me like was going to kill me he was not there for talking either right so that was two lads just knew each other but, um, in the blood so <laughs> you, didn't you didn't even have to say anything to him I didn't have to say it I said, even after I said I shouldn't have said that oh <laughs> he was, he uh, oh, he was ready and he
2: was giving me no orders. <laughs> oh that was brilliant <laughs> we should get into the the match I guess um, tomorrow or on Sunday like even from, from chatting to people Kenny the last day or two there's an air of confidence that maybe maybe a level above the confidence of last year's final I feel like uh, maybe it's because Limerick have have been shown to maybe not be the Limerick team that they were they, you know, I think before the semi-final they hadn't won a game by more than two points do you know they even lost to Clare earlier in the year as well so they're not infallible this Limerick team and maybe that that leads to the confidence yeah, well they'll have to go very well, you know. Um they'll have to
0: go really like it's I don't know what the odds in the bookies are at but um I think I heard Joe talking about it the other day it's probably yeah. not good. And um the big danger I suppose for Kilkenny is that Limerick have they're probably over their their, their bad patch in Munster they were stumbling along but after 25 minutes against Galway they worked it out and they were just incredible the biggest thing with that Limerick team is they've so many stars Mm. just really top class 9 out 10 10 out 10 stars you hold down one of them like you know Seamus Flanagan was quite enough the last day Galan is kind of the man at the moment Mm. you hold down Galan suddenly Flanagan is incredible like Gerard Hegarty's you know, exploits in All Ireland finals is, is off the charts. You know, like the last three or four All Ireland finals, he's been just unbelievable. After quite semi-finals, mm. and the worry then is like he's after been quite enough. Uh, you know, this year so far, is he going to just explode in the final? Uh, Keen Lynch is after coming back. You know, he was on and off the team, injuries. Suddenly, he was captain the last day, uh, back to his best. So for Kilkenny to, to to go well, um, like if you cast back to the to, to the league final. Um, we thought we had a great chance that day as yeah. well and they absolutely hammered us like really in the league final so things will have to go well but I think the first um, part of the call will be to have to push up and puck outs and push up and go 15 on 15 mm. and that's not the traditional 15 on 15 if Limerick go back with 8 or 10 in defence I think we have to go up with them we have to learn from Clare down below on the Gaelic Grounds thought they were brilliant with their tactics and um, they, they won that day I'll be only a pint or two in the end but I think they showed the way to beat Limerick and I think if they'll have to for you have to do that to get a chance.
1: And one of the areas that everybody's talking about at the minute is obviously Declan Hannon. he didn't play in the semi-final. We saw Willow Donnelly who pushed to midfield that day. Mm-hmm. How big of a loss would Declan be if he if he doesn't play?
0: Yeah, well, it's it's like anything. like when you have a great team, it's 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 the loss isn't a, a, as major as it would be on a, a team with maybe you know on Couple of superstars, mm-hmm. like remember when JJ Delaney got injured a week or two before 2006 All Ireland final. It was like the end of the world, like you know, and um, because JJ was you know absolutely our best defender ever, and um, up there with Henry, you know, and say TJ and 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 DJ even you know for for being the best players probably ever played for Kilkenny and that car team was unbelievable. You know, thousand four or mm-hmm. five they were going for the three in a row and they were the hottest of favourites and we couldn't live with them in zero four. 4 we didn't even get to the final in zero five, 5 and now we we're missing our you know one or two best players and Brian Cody came in and it was just listening man you know a huge respect for JJ was like man in another lad comes back out and I think that Limerick team were the very same we've seen it with Sean Finn Sean Finn is gone Mike Casey comes in
1: yeah.
0: um, we've seen it last year with Keane Lynch you know Yeah. so they're
2: able to it's next man up, up, up it's
1: that's next the mm-hmm. mentality that they have yeah
2: unbelievable isn't it the Limerick yeah. psyche even the way they've they've adopted players like that even chatting to like Eamon Cregan yesterday and he was talking about Declan Hannan even back in the day I hadn't realised this playing in you know skipping finals and popping balls over the bar I think he scored 110 or something in a, in a final like he's one of these players that just is, is adaptable to different positions which is a big loss for, for a team like Limerick and it's not just that it's the leadership qualities he has yeah and he's he's able to
0: the, the lads are able to attack Deamon Burns even though it he just goes up as far as maybe midfield, but he's shooting, shooting, shooting. Mm-hmm. And over another side you have Kyle Hayes. He's really up and down, so he can kind of do it, giving a free rein on that wing Under when they're playing down to the it's along the Cusick stand. You'll see him up and down. He could be anywhere. And Hannan, you see, gives them the ability to do that because yep. he sits in the middle. The old school centre-back and you know you don't need a huge amount of pace you don't you just need to be able to read the game and he's there for everybody mm. and um, you know a few of the great defenders that we played we used to always say you never defend on your own you defend together and Hannon is kind of that link man like I think it was Peter Barry said it there years ago that and he was a centre back as well and just going around hovering around tracking back and that's what Hannon does as well mm. so albeit you'll see him going up and scoring you'll see him distributing the ball but he's a huge outlet for the other defenders that they can attack they, they can take the risk of going for a ball for the fear that if does go behind hand round covering so he'll be a huge loss mm-hmm. in that way but they're probably you know it's probably player for player as in regards Willa Don, who would be similar enough he doesn't attack a whole lot he's ma- mostly going around defending and helping out his other players so it, you know he, he's I suppose a, a good replacement
1: you need sort of your best players firing on the biggest day if you look at Aaron Galan and <coughs> what form he's been in it's unbelievable it's probably Hugh Lawler going to pick him up
0: yeah you'd imagine Hugh Lawler and then like it depends on the, the whole match you have Peter Casey you have um, Jamie Flanagan and you have Gallan. so last year to put it's not bad, not bad is it? no it's, it's not all, bad. <laughs> not all, not all. You bring them all back in America for you yeah. but I, I suppose last year you know to put I'd say young Tommy over on Flanagan Mikey Butler went out because Peter Casey tends to travel around a bit uh, like Tony Kelly will say so it seems that Mikey Butler picks up him so if to go by last year yeah. yeah I'd say Hugh Lawler pick up Galan Hugh Lawler has the pace and he has the power in the air what does Gillan where does he get most of his scores tipping out either corner and uh, usually out to I would we'll say the right hand corner where number 13 is usually back over the left shoulder you know on, on his left hand side over the bar well Hugh Lawler has the pace to get out there so you'd be hoping that he'd be able to track them runs the other one which we've seen that magical catch in the semi-final like Dottie Burke has anyone ever caught a ball heading <laughs> over <laughs> Dottie Burke before and he just came in like his unbelievable strength but with his speed of thought and speed of feet he was able to get in behind him at the last second like no full back ever really gets caught in in front of his man and especially Dahi Burke but he was making so many runs that it's just what happened on the day and but I think Hugh Lawler will be able for the high ball he's so tall as well yeah. and uh, he is brilliant in the air like and as you said big big players step up in big days like how many All-Ireland finals have been decided in the past like you go back to 95 Eamon Taff Taff came on yeah. scored a goal and went back off again like they were about to take him off I think by all counts to 95 yeah. next to I mean he scores the goal and uh, Claire the All-Ireland like Taggy in zero six, uh, 6 Shami Callan for, for Tipperary in 16 like the All-Ireland final performances are huge if one player can step up and just put in a magical performance even Joe Canning was an all-earned final was an all-earned semi-final we we're, mm. were looking at it last night uh, and some of his best moments that point he scored like, against Tip yeah, yeah. T- to win it underneath the Cusick like, how many, not many players can score that yeah. it takes players and they won the all-earned final was that one of the reasons of course it was and you'd be hoping maybe on the like go back to 2018 when, when Limerick won Nicky Quaid's mm. little diving flick on, on Harnedy and uh, we're kind of hoping that maybe old Murphy's, you know they're saying yeah. it's one of the saves of the century or Conor Fogarty's block in oh, The first half or Conor well. Fogarty's could that be could we look back maybe after victory on, on Sunday and say this
2: is where we won it the, the referee is going to be massively important you'd imagine in terms of letting the game flow Fan Larkin name checked John Keenan yesterday I think it's John's first time referee in an Ireland Hurling final, but like yeah. by all accounts, he is definitely a referee that, that lets the game flow. Shifty lad, one of our regular commenters, has said this morning, uh, lads, John Keenan is refereeing the Hurling final on Sunday. He has to retire as he's in his 50s. Why? He's a very fit guy. Always was and a tough fellow back in the day. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, good Akraman. As a county, we're all proud of it too, saying it's not a traditional Hurling county. He wasn't a bad player himself. Enjoy it. Uh, but that's going to be crucial, isn't it? The likes of Keenan is a referee who he does let the game flow so I'd expected a a pretty good match for that reason as well yeah and um, that's an interesting point that he was a pretty good player himself
0: Mm. and I often find that like with the referees if they play the game themselves they can understand some of the tackles and some of the moves that it doesn't look as bad as it as it has done on television. Yeah. And Keenan definitely referees that because if you have to go for the ball, like a slight little sidestep one way or the other, you're in bother. And that makes perfect sense if he was a good player because he understands from the other side of the fence. Yes. These are guys, like, you have to understand, these are guys in all their final. They have done everything their whole lives to play in this game. This is their dream. It's the dream of their brothers, their sisters, their families. And he's proud as a, as a Wicklam and Knockerman of John Keenan. Yeah. The players clubs are so proud of him yeah. that's their man it's usually that's our lad that's what the the way they would talk about him on match day and um, so I think the great referees understand a player can make a mistake to understand the difference in a player making a mistake and intentionally going out to do something mm. is huge and I find the great referees are able to make that decision on the day and he, John Keane is definitely, definitely one of them and I was a little bit worried that when he got the final that because he refereed such a great Munster final last year and didn't get a game after that would he be worried the same thing would happen again because I didn't realise this is his last game so he can go off and he might get the whistle and throw it out which
2: by the way is, is a ridiculous if anyone from the G has any sense like the fact that he has to retire at 50 because he's 50 like these referees should—it should be based on the fitness it test is, alone.
1: Absolutely, like, you
2: could be the fittest sixty-year-old. Yeah, co- compared to a lad in, uh, in his forties who can't run, yeah, you know. So I, I think it's farcical that John Keenan has to hang up the whistle. I'd love to hear his thoughts on it after the match, even. Uh, but I know a couple of referees have a bone of contention with that. Um, you, you mentioned like the, how, how important to the club this week, Tommy? Even I was, in, I was down at St. Patrick's uh, in Limerick City yesterday, uh, Groat Hegarty's club, just up the road from where Jerry still lives, and. Like there's grown Haggerty flags everywhere, and it's it's so specific to to each player. But how does that feel when you're a when you're in in, in all Ireland final week, and and you see your name on posters around Tullaroan or whatever it is, and and you know that all the focus is on the game. I guess you're trying to distract yourself the whole week and think of anything but the match. Yeah, um, like the, the usually usually the my all,
0: all Ireland final preparation would be. If, if the game comes into your head, you might think about it for maybe a couple of minutes mm. early in the week, on Monday or Tuesday, maybe what, you know, who you're going to be marking on the day and what way kind of plays. And, you know, you'd measure it up for, for because I always found that it went on instinct anyway. What you were doing for the last year in training mm. is what you usually did a match day, even if you came up with a new plan on the day. But you'd watch a player and see, but that would be early in the week. And after that, <clears throat> the way you just do it is once, because as you said, it's grand keeping it out of your head but then you see a flag or see your name somewhere <laughs> so what I used to let it do was just I'd let it, I wouldn't be afraid of it as in say oh damn I need to stop looking at this I laid in and out that's the way I looked at it. I used to come in this way and out that way <laughs> it didn't make any sense but it worked for me <laughs> and it just stopped you getting nervous you got that little flutter for the 30 seconds yeah. yeah, 10 seconds 5 seconds but that allowed you to just get on with but you know it's just like if you watch Spider-Man or Batman these guys with the you know these senses that just slow down everything <laughs> well Ireland finals were like that like you didn't need to pump yourself up for an Ireland final any final really even if it was a blitz or a cup you know final at home in training or anything if it was the name before it was final you yeah. just became razor sharp there was, your mind just suddenly just you know you just became alive and that's what I used to love about the finals was that you prepared all year and this was it then but because you prepared for an Ireland final in, like say you looked at Welsh Cup final this is the be all and end all mm. you were prepared and come final week then it just went in the in the space of a second like and I always felt another final itself like while it was a 70 minute game maybe 75 minute game I always looked at it, it as about 15 minutes a because that's what it felt like it just goes so you were
1: fast. kept busy as well with your, your book and your tickets and all the
0: the parade They and used and to everything. go
1: on with it you used to tell me that
0: <laughs> yeah the, the diary in working Sunday whatever it was. it was usually the first Sunday in September so if you asked me Ashley or Shane asked me for a ticket you went down in the book and I didn't have to think about after that, that so you got <laughs> in so many tickets then and they couldn't give out the tickets and um, over to Mammy then and she looked after <laughs> the rest of it so she was brilliant took all the heat off, right. off of me and getting the tickets wasn't really the hardest part it was good tickets yeah so like you know you tell a lad thirty in the Hogan stand half the time for your months yeah, yeah. they don't
1: yeah. take what they're given Jesus, <laughs>
2: it's final, just take whatever
0: but tickets you'd have to given. send them a warrant but if you didn't send them a warrant say listen and get your ticket but I can't if I could if get you you know tickets in the middle of the Hogan i get them for yeah. you yeah. but I can't decide that yeah. and like you tell a lad here you are in the Upper Davin oh the Upper Davin <laughs> you're in Croke Park so disappointed and, you know and I can understand I should saying myself and I was asking a cousin of mine who played soccer there and we were, you'd be asking for tickets make sure it's a good ticket now you know, so. us <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. You're that others, person I was that <laughs> person like you know I know uh, it, it was brilliant um,
1: do you miss it all Tommy?
0: Uh, well sure Edwina my cousin Edwina works for KCLR and um, another granddaughter of Hattie Grace but you know great great uh, at her job and she, we were at it at the opening of a house in Tullerone there for for, for people and um, a few weeks ago and she was just asking me that did I miss it and it's just I didn't play in 10 years yeah. that's so actually uh, mad it's a long time you know. Rainbow. yeah two thousand thirteen is that sub so in 14 and two thousand thirteen. so 10 years so do I miss it listen yeah. I know I can't play really, so <laughs> I don't miss I'd love to be able to
2: still play but you know so you're, I've heard that's you're, you're still dist- decent enough at club level I've heard from mm. so that's the word in the grapevine anyway down there uh, finally predictions Tommy how do you see the game going well I said it last night so I'm not sure if anyone was listening last <laughs> night but we went for the double last
0: year <laughs> we won the football we New York in the final and um, we got beaten in the hurling so this year unfortunately Christy Welch and his troops did great again they got to the final but they were pipped to be New York mm. this year so hopefully we'll win the hurling this year so I'm going to go with the Cats a
2: couple of points yeah thank you Tommy listen enjoy the match best of luck on thanks you, Tommy
0: OTB AM
2: The Sports Breakfast Show from off the ball